Welcome to episode nine of the one two six, the only podcast keeping you up to date on all things athletics in the one two six. Today is a very special episode with a special guest, but we'll get to that soon enough. Let's go. And hello, hello, Coach Weaver. Hello, Coach O. Hey, hello, hey. Addison. Nice work there, Reed, as always. Mm-hmm. Reed's over here mixing it up on the board, hitting all the buttons, playing with all the knobs. Um, We're going to go ahead and jump right into everybody's favorite new segment. Um, you know what it is, the Ozone. <laughs> ozone. Hey, Take it everybody. Away. What's going on? Happy Tuesday. That just makes me smile every time now. I know. I kind of dance as it's playing. Good way so. to start. Well, guys, today we are tapping into your inner child okay. on the subject spotlight. We're talking Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, okay. Okay, awesome. Um, and we do we want to do the same thing? Coach Weaver, do you want to go ahead yeah, and introduce our guest so he can take part? I think it's a great idea. Okay, I'll let you do that. All go right. Ahead. Well, we, we uh, as Addison said, we've got a very special guest today. Uh, we don't have an opportunity to do this too often, and um, so it's really exciting when we do. We've got a brand new, newly minted last night at the board meeting, head football coach and athletic coordinator for the Jackrabbits of Forney High School is Coach Jeff Fleeners with us today. There you go. Round of applause. Hey, we got crowd noise. Appreciate y'all Welcome, bringing, Coach. Yeah, appreciate y'all bringing everybody in here to uh, to clap for me as you <laughs> introduced me right there. So, no, I'm fired up to be here. Uh, Going to tell you right now, this is officially my first podcast. All so, right. Uh, awesome. So I'm fired up already. Sweet. So, uh yeah, y'all are already showing me things. I haven't well, seen we're going to grill you today, Coach. Yes, so we are bring gonna, it on. Bring right. it on. Shake it up and, and break the seal and see what happens. Well, first off, let's start off with Saturday morning cartoons. That's right. So now I'm going to take you back to the 80s because uh, that's when when I was really sitting in front of the TV on Saturday mornings eating my Frosted Flakes. Mm-hmm. Um, my go-tos were the Jetsons, a little bit of Looney Tunes, some Inspector Gadget. But my go-to was... Got to be the Smurfs. The Smurfs, okay. Yeah, all classics. Those are all yes, classics. They are. Well, yeah. you'll you'll be happy to know uh, we had a full collection of Smurfs when I was growing up. My brother and I did. I really? mean, a giant box of every Smurf you could imagine. Like so, the little the little plastic the ones, little like plastic Smurfs. Smurfs I remember those and, and Gargamel. Oh and, yeah. And, See, I wow. knew you were the guy. Uh, I knew it. Hey, uh, man. No, there's a lot of good life. She wanted to in put that in our interview questions when we went through the interview process, and we didn't do it, <laughs> but it worked out. Yeah, well, Brainy Smurf was my favorite. So, I have nothing to offer in the way of Smurfs. If I'm that's being before totally your honest. time, it Madison. was before my time. Not Smurfette, the only girl Smurf well, that I mean, was in the village. Everybody yeah. says Smurfette. Okay, but you know, Brainy was mine. So well, that's why she, I mean, she's the only girl in the village. So Smurfette's going to be pretty popular. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On my uh, high school baseball team, we actually had a stuffed Papa Smurf that v- came to every single game with us. It was kind of our rally, our rally dog. I- I'm going to find you a picture. Okay, I- so now what was special about uh, Papa Smurf? He had the red hat. There you go. He had the red Holy hat. Holy smoke. So, there you go. Uh, but, yeah. He, you found he, your Smurf soulmate in Coach right. Cleaner. We yeah. didn't know it. He Me and Coach, we just everyone. need to leave. We'll come back Probably. in 30 minutes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you can go ahead and leave. Okay. Yeah. That is great. Coach Weaver, what about you? Okay, well, you know, man, it's hard because I know you said you're the, we talked about breakfast cereal, one of our ozones, and and breakfast cereal and Saturday mornings just Mm -hmm. seem to go together. I know uh, Coach O rattled off about four there, so uh, she was kind of engaged all Saturday morning, it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) I was a a hit and miss cartoon guy. Not a huge cartoon guy, I'll be honest with you, not a huge cartoon guy, but... Um, I'm going to go a little left of center, and if anybody remembers the uh, Sid and Marty Croft Super Show, oh. I'm looking at blank stares <laughs> yes, all the are. way around me. Now, I'm going back into the 70s. That's what okay. you got to understand is 
Uh, this yeah, is maybe old, be- possibly almost before everybody uh, at the yeah, table. Coach. I don't, I don't yeah, know I'm, that one. I, that was about when I was about negative four. Okay, so, think of, right. Uh, so think about this. You've got, um, you might have heard maybe of HR Puff and Stuff, for example. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of that? No? no. I've heard Don't of HR Puffin stuff no, from coach. the office, okay. though. All right. Because Michael references HR yeah, Puffin stuff. Well, see, now, now, now I'm finding my yes. office guy. So there I got go. my Smurfs. I got my office. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I've, I've won several office trivia contests. I will brag on myself on one thing. There, well, actually, there are two things I'll say I'm good at, and it's it's um, hula hooping and office trivia, and that's it. I will <laughs> wow. never say anything else. I, I like to say humble on the other things, but I'll brag on those. Well, but it's, it's so back to, to me. Back to me. Well, it's, it's easy to it's say you're turn. good at hula hooping on a podcast. <laughs> yes, you can't really. <laughs> prove that's that. true. That's a good How point. How do get on so. hula hoops? Oh, because well, now you got to prove it. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm ready. Exactly. Right. I'm ready. Listen, Sid and Marty Croft Super mm-hmm. Show. Right. It's there's a little bit of cartoon element, but it's mostly live action. It's it's adults dressed up in strange costumes okay. for the most part. It's kind of weird. Uh, but extremely entertaining. You've got Dr. Shrinker. Um, what do you get? Do, um, what is another one? Um, Sigmund the Sea Monster. Okay. Uh, you got um, Electro Woman and Dinah Girl. Anybody? Oh, wow. No? I just need clarification. Land of the Lost. You know that Were these one cartoons? for sure, right? You know Land of the Lost. Were these cartoons? There were some, there were like some animated parts, but it's, it's mostly live action. He cheated. Anyway. Early, early, late 70s, early Saturday mornings, classic stuff. Somebody out there, maybe, that listens to Somebody. this will remember. Sid and Marty Crawford. One of the players' grandmas might know what you're talking about. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, I will say, for, for Saturday morning cartoons, I love the classic ones. Like, I loved Tom and Jerry growing up. Oh, I yeah. loved Looney Tunes. Um, there were some that were around my time that I liked more. I mean, I love SpongeBob. Because I'm a '90s kid, and SpongeBob is mean, good. SpongeBob is great. I, my son still—he's seen every episode ten it's times. It's amazing. Every day, yeah. every day, he watches every DVR'd episode of SpongeBob we've got on our TV. I used to always get get a kick um, doing it for my uh, my Sunday school kids. There's an episode where SpongeBob and Patrick go sell door to door chocolate, and there's this lady, this old lady, that says. Um, I remember when they invented chocolate. <laughs> I always hated it. And I always love doing that voice. It's one of my, my favorite voices to do. But um, I will, on that note, I'll pass it over to Coach. What do you think? What were your favorite Saturday morning cartoons? Definitely some of the classics you brought up, Tom, uh, Tom and Jerry, Looney Tunes. But, uh, you know, I was a He-Man, G.I. Joe guy. Okay. Uh, definitely, definitely liked those. Uh, I'll uh, embarrass myself. I loved the Muppet Babies. Okay. If you remember the the Muppet Babies that they brought yeah, out, which I was remember. always a little interesting. Um, and then uh, it, since we're apparently allowed to go non-animated uh, by, yeah, by Coach I, Weaver, well, clearly, uh, I, I was, animated elements. I think that's right. I, I was a Saved by the Bell guy. Uh, really, love oh. Saved by the Bell. Uh, did they do up. a reboot of that recently? They did. I'm, I'm, I'm not in okay. on that. I'm not in on that. Yes. I don't think the I originals. can handle it. But. I watched a little bit of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, obviously, to... I've dated myself. I'm, <laughs> yes, I'm a little bit older than everyone at the table. <laughs> and uh, you, you're watching the Muppet Babies. I was watching the original Muppet Show yeah. when I was a kid. So. Um, we'll have to get a He-Man. I have the power drop. For you for the podcast is that he-man correct that is He-Man. okay we'll do that i have the power of gray school yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the downside of it is you know obviously on the podcast people haven't met me yet i'm a skinnier guy uh nicknamed skeletor yep uh during my skin that's my days. sister used to so, call me that yes um yes yeah, so the, yeah the big joke was my freshman year they put me in number 11 uh which wasn't good for the skinny mm-hmm. guy <laughs> so uh they finally got me a round number and got me in 10 so i looked a little bit bigger well, kudos to you for just putting it out there, Coach. Oh, well, believe me, I won't tell you the rest of the nicknames I've been called. We'll we'll save those for later. Okay, <laughs> we'll get to them. So we'll um, we'll go ahead and move on to our next um, segment, which is um, the weave. The weave. What's new, Coach Weaver? Uh, some really really cold weather. Yeah, it's moving in today, and, and it's, it's only gonna, getting colder. Yeah, it's going to get colder. I think we're in for maybe two to three days in a row where it's not the, the temperatures are not going to get above freezing. And I know that's a little bit abnormal for us in northeast Texas, but um, we've got outdoor sports that are going on. I, I think I, I probably jumped the gun on this last week. I said the spring has sprung. We're into mm-hmm. spring seasons. And uh, um, seems like we recorded that episode on the 2nd of February, which is Groundhog Day. And I probably should have paid attention mm-hmm. <laughs> because I believe Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow and... 
uh, went back underground or whatever he does, yeah. and here it comes. Um, we've got soccer games on Friday. We've got baseball and softball that are in season now that are that are still in uh, um, doing scrimmages and preparing for games. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the main thing is I think we've got to realize some of those games may be moved. Um, we do have a wind chill uh, threshold in Forney ISD that our, our trainers uh, manage and, and watch for us. Uh, we subscribe to a service called Perry Weather. This is a good thing for our parents and, and folks to know that uh, we've got a weather station locally where we can we can monitor real-time wind um, wind speed and, and real-time temperature and precipitation and everything on site in our school district and um, get really good information to, to uh, not just for lightning. Everybody knows about lightning delays. Everybody knows about rain delays with, with softball and baseball. But the truth is, we it's a very realistic possibility we're going to have delays or cancel content. In fact, I think, Coach O, I think we just got word a few minutes ago that a track meet that we were supposed to attend on Friday has already been canceled. That's right. Um, we've got a discussion around 13-5A going on right now about what we're going to do with soccer games on Friday. It's supposed to be down in the 20s after dark on Friday. Our wind chill threshold in Forney ISD is 25 for varsity sports. So if it's 25 or below, we got to go inside anyway. Fine for basketball, right? Mm -hmm. As long as the roads are good, we can get to the gym. Um, but for soccer, baseball, and softball, we have to make alternate That's interesting. So, I never would have thought about that. And I, yeah. now it has me wondering what it's like in northern states. Well, they probably have a little higher they, tolerance. They than probably would call us yeah, know, wimps for that. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing in swim. You know, we, we've been talking about swim a lot like, recently because – uh, we were just at the regional swim meet, and we've got a couple of, of divers. Congratulations to them. We said this before. We had a chance to go to state. We've got mm -hmm. some young ladies going to state and diving. Um, they'll be down in San Antonio this year uh, competing at the state level. But um, we don't have to think about outdoor temperatures too much. You know, swim has a heated pool, a mesquite they've been going to. Of course, we'll have our own aquatic center next year. We don't have to worry about it at all. Um, but uh, for softball, baseball, and for soccer, we definitely are going to have to. I mean, you're talking about if, if the wind, if the regular temperature is 21, mm -hmm. which I think that's what, what is forecast for Friday night, mm. then clearly the, the wind chill is going to be down in the teens, which means we're not going to be able to play. I mean, we, we follow, follow our district guidelines. So, um, And then you're talking about the teens, maybe the couple of days after that. We've got track meet that already got canceled. We've got softball, baseball scrimmages and games coming up that – so we put something on the website yesterday just for our parents. Just be aware. Stay tuned to our website. That's where we'll post it immediately when we do have game changes and um, realistic possibility that we're going to have to shuffle some things around. And if we get precipitation, then we've got to start worrying about our gym sports because we can't obviously get a bus and, and get to the contest. We've got playoff basketball coming up. North Forney girls are supposed to play. We've, we just uh, confirmed arrangements on their first round playoff game today. They're going to play Thursday against Cleburne, uh, 7 p.m. at South Grand Prairie High School. Um, weather should still be good for Thursday. Don't anticipate mm -hmm. any precipitation or problems with the roadways. That's what would cause a basketball issue. But um, then we've got boys basketball. North Forney, as we said, has already has already clinched a playoff spot. We just got to finish up district play in 13-5A to see where they land. Forney has a game tonight against Poteet and another one Friday against Crandall, and those two games will be the determining factors. They're they're on the cusp of, of clinching a playoff spot. Won a big game mm -hmm. uh, this last Friday against Roy City by about 15, and, and, and that was a, a key game for them in the playoff hunt. So, Do you uh, know good if luck they to have tonight. to win – one or the other? Or They've got both? to win one or the other for sure. They can't drop them both. Um, if they win both, they're in. Okay. Um, if they win one, I believe they're in. It, you know, there's some some of those mathematical right. things that it kind of depends on what other people do sometimes mm -hmm. too. But um, they're right there in the hunt and in the mix. And I think they're one game up on Greenville. Coach, is that right? They are. And tonight is a huge game because they're playing at uh, Mesquite Poteet. And we beat them the first time at high, okay. 67 to 62 in overtime, I overtime, believe. Overtime, yeah. Okay, that'll definitely yeah. be one to watch. Yeah, for sure. Um, the weather so. stuff is, is going to get crazy. I don't know if it's changed yet. My wife said the low on Saturday is supposed to be 12 degrees. Wow. Which, it's been a long time since I've seen 12 degrees in Forney. I don't, yeah. I can't really remember. Very abnormal and, um, you know, not great for when you've begun all your spring sports right. and you still have winter sports out there mm -hmm. trying to play. So, um, Makes know, me we'll not want to come out of the house. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll take 100 degrees and a puddle of water any day over bone-chilling temperatures. Mm -hmm. I'm just not a, I'm not a cold-weather guy. Yeah, We're that's one of those days to stay at home and watch Most Tom and Jerry. Absolutely. <laughs> Most Absolutely. Of us 
Um, so real quick, before we go over to our kind of featured interview for sure. today, could you kind of give us um, just your insight on the last steps of the hiring process for, for head coach? Yeah, I talked to our, I was able to, to present Coach Fleener to our board last night and to the guests at the board meeting after he was approved by our board uh, for hire. And um, I think I mentioned at the time that, that uh, the marathon interview process that we're very proud of, and we do put our, our um, applicants through a, a little bit of a ringer, and Coach, Coach Fleener rung it up at every, every level. Um, we go through three rounds. Um, we talked about that first round was a panel. Um, second round is more of an in-depth, um, you know, m- much more open-ended presentation by the candidate with, with follow-up questions. And, uh, you know, it's much more like a two-hour process instead of 45 minutes. Um, and then, of course, the third round is to sit down with our superintendent and Dr. Terry. And we talked about um, the flipping group. We talked to mm-hmm. Brad McCoy last week. And the flipping group uh, does the flipping profile, which we've done with all of our coaching staff. It's really, really neat insight. And, um, um, uh, you know, not, a, not an, exclu- a, an exclusionary factor, but really just to include our applicants in what we already do in Forney ISD for training for our coaching staff. So it's just kind of a neat aspect. But um, as I said, Coach Fleener really knocked the top out of it at every level and impressed everyone, um, which is which was perfectly aligned with with his references. And that's a big thing to me always is to speak to to uh, you know individuals who have actually worked with people and know them better than we do, know them mm-hmm. uh, really well. And um, boy, we got I got some really um, exciting responses to that. And you know, I had I mentioned last night too that <clears throat> one of my mentors. Uh, a, a gentleman I would consider a mentor that's a retired athletic director um, that when I was early AD getting into the business was very helpful for our office. Um, you know, he, I think his comment was, man, you just hired one of the best, you know, most creative, outstanding football coaches in North Texas. Congratulations. So uh, we knew we were, we were doing well. I've already had some people say, man, home run. And I said, well, we, you know, we were swinging for the fences, so I'm yeah. glad we did, and, and I truly agree. Um, we're excited to have Coach Fleener here. Well, I'm glad he got all those gifts I sent him to say all those things. So, you, know. Uh, you know how to play the game, don't this, you, Coach? Yeah, right. Hey, it's part of it. Before we really get into the kind of nitty-gritty and get to know you, um, what could you tell us about the hiring process from your side? Because we've been hearing about it for a few weeks now, just about how many steps there were and, and all these things. So what was it like for you to meet everybody and, and go through those I think the, the most impressive thing for me, I mean, if you get to this point, you've been through a couple interview processes, mm-hmm. you know, ones where you make the decision, oh, maybe this isn't for me, or they make that decision for mm-hmm. you, and uh, it's all just part of, of how it goes. But, you know, I, I think after the first one, when I walked out, I, I, I said something to Coach Weaver about just it felt comfortable. Uh, you know, that that 45-minute panel, you know, you've, I've been in some before where it just felt like, the, the people weren't really listening to because they were so worried about the question they were supposed to ask that that was all they were paying attention to. But uh, there was a lot of great feedback, you know, whether it's the nods or the smiles or the laughs or, you know, could, could tell a joke or, you know, or, or say something funny and people respond to you and you feel like you're, you're being listened to, which is even harder with masks on. Uh, <laughs> right. But it was, just, it was just comfortable. You could tell everybody in the room had a common goal. Uh, nobody, you know, because... You know, I don't know the exact number, but when you do those 45 minutes and you've probably done nine or 10, even if it's over two days, I mean, it can get to be a drag at some point because, uh, you know, uh, on most of those, you, you know, you should be ready for about seven questions and you usually know which things they're going to hit on. And they've probably heard more canned answers that coaches have had prepared for, you know, and so it's it's what are you going to do to be different, to say something different, to uh, to really stick out. But. Uh, the biggest thing is is that in that first round was just how comfortable it felt and just uh, it, it just it, it made you feel good that that you were being listened to but that people respected what you're saying and respected the process that they're so proud of um, so so getting through that uh, I thought it was a, a, a really unique group of people to, to put together between people in the community uh, the team chaplain the girls coordinator you know all those different people is it, you start to realize that in a town like this there's a lot of people that are have a vested interest in mm-hmm. in the athletic program, and that's as a coach what you want. You don't want athletics to be an afterthought for sure. You you want it to be right up there as a top priority, and and through the entire process, you can tell in Forney ISD, athletics is an important thing, and and not to say it's more important than academics, um, but I I think in this day and time with with kids, 
uh, it's a huge part uh, to, to what makes uh, better young men and young women. And then, uh, you know, the second, uh, the second one was same feel, you know, definitely uh, it was more of a conversation. Um, in fact, at one time, uh, Dr. Campbell and I started talking about something and I kind of just told everybody else, hey, I want to hear more about what he's saying. So y'all just kind of look through my little notebook for a little bit and let us kind of chat a little bit. And so it was just, it was, a, it really was, it was a conversation. It wasn't a presentation. Um, it wasn't a, a question and answer. It was just, let's just talk about what, what we got to do to make this place, uh, you know, really big time. And mm -hmm. uh, so everything just felt so comfortable. Uh, it, and that was the number one thing I kept saying when I got home to my wife, she said, well, what'd you think? I said, I think I want to be there for a really, really long time. Cause it's, uh, it's we all know the growth that's happening out here. Yeah. For but sure. there's no doubt in my mind we're we're going to keep that small town what I call that Friday night lights mentality mm -hmm. the just that feel that everybody knows everybody and the whole town's going to shut down on Friday nights uh, and and go support their teams. Absolutely. That's Addison he hit on a couple of things. We talk about this a lot. We get great people in Forney ISD. And, and this is a people business, education's a kid business and and it's all about people and personalities and working together and collaboration and um, <clears throat> that's the key to me to making your system, your program, your organization really successful. Uh, especially in the day and age when, as Coach Fleener alluded to, you know, we're approaching people now with a mask on our face and our fist up. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we, we don't shake hands. I mean, it's not right. the open-handed uh, uh, engagement that we're used to. We're kind of at a time now when uh, people are a little bit standoffish from each other interpersonally um, just as a, as a fact of operating in this world we live in today. So. Um, when people can engage, and, and I know I, I saw him over there this morning with the kids at Forney High, had an opportunity for, to, to have that first few engagements on campus, it's, it's going to be neat as that grows and, and to see Coach Fleener's impact at Forney High School. Well, we love to hear that. I mean, it's, um, the district has been very intentional about, uh, about pushing the Forney family, um, the, I guess the brand of the district that is yeah. Forney family. So it's great to see it whenever it's being used. It's, it, it really is like – as just as an employee of the district, I can tell you it's much more than just a slogan. Like it is something that they that they live by. We call it. It's not just a hashtag. It's right. not just something you throw on a shirt and there's mm -hmm. nothing behind it. You can tell that it, it's it's the vision. It's mm -hmm. it's the way that's expected, and, and everybody understands that. And you know, kind of like uh, Coach alluded to, you know, with the masks and the fists up, and you know, and that's where I think athletics has to come in and play a role for young people to realize. You, you don't have to be all on one side or all on the other. There's some middle ground of, of respecting each other's uh, uh, opinions and, uh, and, and loving each other and supporting each other, even if we don't believe 100% the same thing. Uh, it doesn't have to be something that divides us, but it, it, it's got to be something that brings us together. Yes, sir. And yes, I will, sir. I'll say also, it's just a testament to our district because he's saying some of the very same things that I said when I came in and interviewed for the assistant AD position. It just felt right. It felt comfortable. So I, I echo that. And I also want to mention that that knock that you just heard was probably one of his state championship rings. <laughs> yeah, well, he's got a handful. That he's flossing on I, us today. I, yeah. I, I am saving that for a couple. That was actually my Aggie ring. Whoop for all the Aggies out there. I hope all that right. doesn't knock me down a notch for everybody else. But uh, uh, no, sa saving the big guns for later. Yes. Fortunately, okay, Coach okay. McCoy's not still with us today. Yes. There might be a conversation that's, there. That's true. Well, that's, that's true with Coach McCoy. But that, that was the funny thing about seeing him in the interview is um, back back in those days when I was winning some of those rings, we got on the clinic circuit where we were getting asked to speak at a lot of football. And that's how I got to know Coach McCoy. There was just one of those years right after they had won it. And it was like three, four weekends in a row. We were like, hey, good to yeah. see you again. You know, where are we now? Tulsa? You know, where are we? Austin? <laughs> and uh, so it was, it was nice to see a friendly face in there. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Um, so now we're going to just kind of get to know you. So we, I will warn all of our listeners out there, we're going to go over our usual time today probably. Um, we've got quite a few questions for you. We're going to kind of put you through. The, They're going to be entertaining, though. Yes. I saw some of the ones you had written down. Good yes. stuff. Uh, we, we're going to have a little game towards towards the end. But first thing we'd like to do, just, just as the 126 crew, just welcome you to Forney. Um, and just as people of the district, we're, we're excited to have you here. And uh, we hope that you enjoy it as much as, as, much as we do, for sure. So um, first thing, just tell us a little bit about your background, you know, where you're from, kind of, you know, your upbringing and then your coaching background as well. 
I'm uh, originally from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, my dad was a high school football coach, so I grew up on the sidelines. Uh, my my mom was an elementary PE teacher, so two educators, um, and uh, grew up down there. Uh, love going back and visiting San Antonio, but I'm a Metroplex guy now, and, and they've had to come to terms with that. And but uh, um, so went uh, did that uh, in in high school. Uh, played. Uh, Eventually only played football and baseball my freshman and sophomore year, played four sports um, at a 6A high school. And that's, you know, one of my big things to tell our kids is I want them involved in everything. Um, just I'd you, love to hear that. You cannot create the level of competition you want your kids to be prepared for in offseason. You can mm -hmm. do different things, uh, but I think I even said this in the interview. I, I cannot put a kid in offseason – in a competitive situation that it rivals having it sink two free throws with 2.3 seconds left or bottom of the seventh in the batter's box with a guy on second, you know, th those type of things we, that I can get them to work out later. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I promise you they're going to be strong. They're, those sports are going to be in the weight room, things like that. If I can get them to be involved in multiple things, uh, it, that's a win for us. And so that's my kind of plug for that in case that's not on the uh, quiz later. <laughs> but uh, so played football and baseball uh, and, um, you know, made the, made the tough decision at the end to, to not go play small, uh, small, uh, small school football, baseball in, in college. Um, both my parents are Aggies. My brother's an Aggie. I um, had, uh, was lucky enough to have really good grades, graduated top of my class. And so I had some academic scholarships to go to A&M and was just ready to go get it, go get it started. So I uh, went to A&M, uh, started out as a, a business major. I was pretty proud of coming home that first semester with a 4.0 in accounting and business and all that, and then broke it to my dad that I wanted to be a football coach. And uh, he said, can I talk you out of it? And I said, no, sir. And so, uh, you know, kind of kind of went from there and got in the, uh, the College of Kinesiology and uh, uh, found a uh, the Bryan High School there in town, had a, a relationship with the coach, and he let me volunteer coach there. So I started actually coaching while I was still in college and uh, was able to graduate, met my, my now wife uh, while I was at A&M. And um, she was much smarter than I was and said, she was a semester ahead of me, said, all right, we're going to put off you know, we got engaged, but let's let's wait till next summer to get married so we can have some money already. She, so uh, she came back up here and started at West Mesquite High School and told me to put in to do my student teaching up here, and they placed me at South Garland High School. Uh, did uh, Got to volunteer coach while I was there, and they hired me on, and so I was there for four years, the, the first year as a student coach and the last three as the uh, uh, varsity running backs coach, and then... Uh, Started knowing that I, I wanted to be an offense coordinator, wanted to be a head football coach one day. I, I, I really thought I needed to go see it done differently if I wanted to be as, as good as a coach as I wanted to be. And had a connection with uh, the, uh, the head coach at Allen um, and was actually going over there to interview to be the receivers coach. I'm only 26 years old, only been out of school for four years. Allen, obviously, one of the top programs in the state. And... Uh, had a really unique interview process, and he uh, he called me back, and and when he brought me back in, he said, "Well, uh, going to go ahead and make you the offensive coordinator, also." And you know, kind of started looking around the room. Pretty sure I was on some hidden camera show because, <laughs> you know, definitely at, at 26, didn't know what I was doing enough to be the offensive coordinator at Allen. But he saw something in me. Uh, name's Tom Westberg. Became a great mentor to me still to this day. As a guy I talk to probably weekly, and um, you know, just. I was just hungry, and he just continued to give me uh, different responsibilities and, and different things there that 100% prepared me to be a head coach. Um, was lucky enough, as Coach O said, in my nine years there, we were lucky enough to win four state championships and um, you know do some some amazing things and coach some amazing players. And uh, got to 2014, we were on a 43 game winning streak with a, a pretty good guy named Kyler Murray taking yeah. the snap. Yeah. Uh, I always say I did a very good job of getting him on the bus and making sure he had his cleats. <laughs> no, you did. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, the kind of the rest took off from there. And so figured if he was on his way out, if I was ever going to go, go mm -hmm. be a head coach, I, I needed to go do it. And uh, had an opportunity to go back down to San Antonio at Brandeis High School, 6A High School down there to be a head coach. Stayed there for two seasons. Uh, it was a beautiful place to live. Uh, really enjoyed it, um, but 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 the Metroplex was calling us back, and mm -hmm. uh, both both me and my wife, and uh, got a call from from Mesquite ISD where she went to Mesquite High School. Her parents were longtime educators in Mesquite, had some great ties there, and 
said, hey, you know, darling, you want to go home? And she said, absolutely. So got to Mesquite four years ago, um, you know, kind of a unique situation, similar to what I, I'm coming into now. Very proud, tradition rich, longtime program that had been very successful at a time that had, had struggled for a few years. And so uh, was able to come in and, you know, start implementing some things that first year. And, and by year two, we were a playoff team. Uh, went six and five that year. By year three, we were eight and four. Won the first uh, playoff game that had been won there in about seven years. And you know, in in our business, we say that's winning the gold ball that they that give you that trophy at the yeah. end. And and you know, had a had a you know huge celebration about that. And um, it, it's exciting. And I wish it was something I could say is something I know all about as far as how to do it. But it still is going to one hundred percent come down to uh, the kids in the community rallying around because as as much as we can do as far as running the program, we still don't get to play a single a single snap of the game, which yeah. is probably good for most of us. <laughs> but, uh, not to say we wouldn't like to at right, least, yeah. you know, one or two plays. But uh, that's kind of – I wish I could say that was a short version. But, you know, I don't know how many more opportunities I'm going to have to, to tell these stories and, and, and let people know exactly who I am. And um, But – you know, this opportunity coming open right now, uh, I told the kids this morning, I told them throughout the entire process, I was not looking to leave Mesquite. There, there's a lot of jobs that are open right now, kind of shockingly during the middle of all the COVID stuff. There was only one job that I was was leaving for, and that was this one. And I just, between the, the growth, the resources, the work ethic you know of the kids here, the, the, the fact that you know there's other very successful programs in this school district, um, you, you know all the puzzle, you know, we, the, the big talk right now is the puzzle pieces are there. It's just putting those last few pieces together. Um, I, I remember the time throughout my career when you didn't want to go to Forney and have to play the Jackrabbits. Mm -hmm. there, there was a fear there of yeah, they were going to lock the gates and they weren't going to let you out until you crippled back to the bus. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're going to make sure people are going to fear the Jackrabbits once again. That is awesome. I love hearing that. I love hearing the history stuff. That's something I talk to like students about because, and we've talked about this before, we Coach have, Weaver, yeah. that a lot of students are that are in school now don't remember those times. They weren't around for them. Whereas whenever I was a kid, I remember you know playing football underneath the stands, and it was while these guys who I consider as like these forney legends playing, and that was the mindset. And I, I love to hear that that you you know you respect that and you want to bring that back that's awesome to hear. well we could spend you know we could have spent an hour on saturday morning cartoons just the nostalgia yeah. of that uh -huh. just think about the nostalgia in forney for you know those glory days of uh of football playing in texas stadium and all that good stuff and well, and um, you can hate you can hate on the Aggie in me, but if anybody respects <laughs> tradition, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's, a good point. it's the Aggies. But it, you know, point. it it's it really only it, it does kind of age you though because I'm, you know, they were, they played for a state championship in 2000 if I yep. remember correctly, and that doesn't seem that long ago. But none of these kids were alive, yeah, right here in <laughs> well, 2000. Right, you know, so and every person who's who was alive for it remembers it. I mean, it was it was this close. It was I yeah. mean, it was. It was crazy those those times and and to for to hear kids just say you know you know because they're just kind of down you know I'll just hear kids after a, a tough loss or something and they'll they'll make a little remark and I'm like hey you know this is like new for us right like 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 for a Forney team to struggle in football it's kind of a new thing um, so we love to hear people that talk about those times and, and want to bring them back well, and coach, the mindset of it. Coaches, I mean, from the day one, he's always talked about the tradition, yeah. just the Forney Jackrabbit tradition. So he's, he, he knows it. He's well, well versed in it. But I have a question, though, and it doesn't have anything Shoot. to do with the tradition. Yeah. I personally want to know how many Arizona Cardinal football games have you gone to to see Kyler Murray? Well, Ooh. the saddest thing is, is we had – Plane tickets and everything ready to go this year until the COVID mm. stuff hit. We were oh, actually going to go to Arizona to watch and play the Seahawks. You know, they everybody said, well, they're playing in Dallas. Are you not going to go? Well, I said, first of all, I've known that family for a long time. I love them to death. But the number of people that were probably calling and asking for tickets right. for that yeah. game. But even when I called his dad, who's still one of my very, very good friends, he said, because of the NFL COVID rules, we would not even be allowed to see him before or after the game. And I said, you know – We'll, we'll find another time to be mm -hmm. able to do that. Uh, we're able to get He'll be to around a while. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he comes back quite a bit. And when he's in town, you know, they give me a call. You know, that's that's the fun thing. You know, as we move forward to, to the family stuff, I talk all the time about wanting my kids around to, you know, the players. And they have their, you know, 
we we're watching Kyler on TV and everybody thinks that's amazing. Well, you know, my two sons, that's that's Bubba Kyler. That's their buddy. You know, they don't yeah. think it's a very big deal. And then, <laughs> you know, we took two of their friends with us this summer to go watch them work out and then talk to them and they were frozen. Yeah. I mean, couldn't right. talk. You know, my son's like tackling his leg, you yeah. know, I'm like, hey, careful. That's a <laughs> that's about a twenty <laughs> million dollar left leg. leg. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but uh so no, we're we're excited about getting to do that at some point though. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. Addison. I just I had no. To I was going to ask question. too because yeah, I rejection. I mean I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. Not only as just a local kid who's playing, and we love to see that, but I'm in a very serious fantasy football league, and I picked <laughs> Kyler Murray to a lot of people's um, you know disagreement. I picked him over Russell Wilson, and Kyler ends up being the number one player in fantasy this year, and I won my championship. So wow. I'm a big fan of Kyler on a lot of fronts. So um, I love to hear to talk to somebody that that knows him, and I the, always hear good things about him. I mean, you can, uh, amazing, sure you amazing young man, amazing family. Um, they, he he probably gets a little bit of uh, of ridicule because he's very quiet. He keeps his circle mm-hmm. very tight, and so that just lends people to just assume he's like this or he's like that but uh you know you you called it fantasy football i got to play real football with him. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's oh yeah i can't imagine that's, i didn't have to draft him right <laughs> i just got to start him you know so but uh but it's fun and you know part part through that time there it, you know people don't really we had five we have five other kids in the nfl that were there during our time mm-hmm. wow. um and uh, and so it's kind of fun i've got a I'm a long sleeve dry fit guy, and so uh, I've got one of every team. So uh, every now and then I can yeah. throw on the next guy. That's awesome, Coach. You said you were, you hit on something earlier. You're a coach's kid, right? And uh, um, I'm a coach's kid. We've got a few around, um, and uh, your mom was an elementary teacher. My mom was an elementary teacher. And one thing it, it struck me as you were saying that, I just wonder if it, have you identified any maybe pros or cons of growing up a coach's kid and then becoming a coach yourself? I and mean, do, you, do you think there are things that, that gave you an advantage or maybe things that you got to really think about that could potentially be a disadvantage? Absolutely, there's an advantage to it. In fact, if, if somebody was interviewing for me with me for a coaching spot, and said that they were a coach's kid, I mean, you're immediately getting a, a, a step up in your book. Because especially now, because the, the coaches my age and that came before me, they remembered what it was like to work before you had huddle video and, you know, where you were Good watching reel to reel and you were doing everything and you only had maybe five coaches. And, yeah. you know, the work ethic Cutting is, the grass. Yes. Striping yes. the field. It, in fact, <laughs> one of my bigger shocks of going down to San Antonio as a 6A head coach, I was lining my own fields and mowing my own fields. And wow. so, you know, but, uh, you know, I, my first year at, at South Garland, I scouted and had to draw the plays up by hand. And, yeah. You know, we uh, defensive breakdowns used to be done in Excel just to get the percentages. <laughs> you know, people don't realize how fast you know the technology has changed, and and probably made some uh, some of our younger coaches a little bit lazier because they right. they didn't have to do that. And so, those guys that come in that that have been a coach's kid, they've grown up on the sideline. You know, they are highly motivated. They you know they have a passion for what they do. Yeah. They probably know the X's and O's really well. But, you know, I, I again, I think something I said in my interview, one of the biggest things is I met, uh, I learned from my dad just growing up silent is, uh, you know, see things that need to be done and get them done without being asked. And I, I, I still can vividly remember standing in the Jefferson High School locker room mm-hmm. in San Antonio, yeah. Texas at midnight after a game. And my dad, the head coach, was throwing dirty towels in a laundry deal and not all the other coaches had left, yeah. you know, and just that that work ethic piece and it's it's just something that has stuck with me forever and probably one of the very first things I tell our coaching staff is you've got to learn how to see things that need to be done and get get them done without being asked if if you're the only one sitting in the coach's office you're probably doing something wrong because that means everybody else is setting up the field or throwing laundry or or make sure the locker room's set up so you you got to be aware of what's going on around you. Good point. You're taking me back to my childhood. I can yeah. remember my dad saying, son, anticipate, anticipate. You know, before I probably even knew what the word was, but yeah. um, that's one of the biggest skills you can develop is anticipating what needs to be done. And so you do it before somebody asks you to do it. That's that's really key. When I tell them I'd rather, I, I'd rather you – attempt to get it done and if it wasn't the right the way i wanted it done at least i can see you're you're trying to see things to get you the 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 yeah. ones that'll drive I, I officially realized i was an old coach when i complained about young coaches <laughs> that first time i said these these young coaches yeah. and i was like oh man i guess oh, i'm yeah. an old one now but you know that 
just sit and wait for you to tell them what to do. You know, well, I didn't know how you wanted to do it, or I didn't know who I was supposed to call about the mm -hmm. the, the toilet running or the, right. the the washing machine is leaking or something. I just didn't know. Well, <laughs> figure it out. I don't know either. I'm going to have to, you know. Well, I'm, for one, you're fortunate to go to be going into a to a, a campus there with some very strong, very seasoned and and. Um, experienced head coaches, really good staff, but it's also a big part of being a campus coordinator to coach up coaches, to take the younger ones when you bring them onto staff and bring them up um, so that they know how to work. And when the technology and all the shortcuts that we've got now make life easier, then you find a way to put your, your work ethic in other places and make the whole organization better. If you're just satisfied with, with it making life easier, then really we haven't accomplished anything. And how are you taking advantage of that part being easy, you yeah. know, and uh, but but absolutely, it's uh, it, there. You, you spoke to the the other coaches on campus, like I said, you know, For, Forney High School athletics has some very successful programs, so you know that the the opportunity to win is there. Um, I'm just I'm kind of excited to get in there and learn from them a little bit, um, you know, because I, I I think a lot can be can be learned by seeing why the softball program is so successful, why the baseball team is successful, why the sure. basketball soccer team. You, you can you can as a coach, we're the biggest thieves in America because we just truth, steal yeah. something from from everybody, and so I'm excited to get there and and see how I can help them um, the the same way they can help me. Coach Weaver, this is going to be some great stuff for our Assistant Coach Academy. It is. I've heard yeah, a lot of good stuff. We're, uh, we're just about to open it. And, this is, and it's interesting that, um, um, you know, we're, we're actually spoke to Cody that, and Mesquite ISD the other day about – Coach O and I have been talking about opening an Assistant Coach Academy for a while because we've got a number of young – you know, there are more young coaches probably in our system now than there have been for a while, that coaches that are under five years' experience or coaches that maybe are at the level they're at for the first time. And um, – just doing something as a um, to pour into them, and, and you know, and give them a little something extra to go in and just learn the ropes. Maybe that that they may not come across in a day to day basis, but that we can bring experienced coaches in to to uh, pour into our younger coaches. We're going to try to do a little partnership with Mesquite ISD and and maybe um, you know host an event over there one semester and host an event over here one semester and just utilize some of our resources um, and the resources being mainly people. Um, to, to uh, um, increase the knowledge, but also grow professionally our young coaches in the profession. It's a really important thing for us to do right now. Well, and to use some coach speak, you're, you're developing depth. Yep. You know, yeah, just, exactly just the same right. way if, like if you've got a, a starting, you know, corner that's pretty good, well, you better develop that kid behind him in case something yep. happens to that one. You know, the, the dream for a coach is that your, your middle schools is your feeder system for your high school coaches, and when you – lose a high school coach for another job, you don't have to go interview everybody in the world. You've yeah. got that next one ready to go, and they already know your system. They know what your beliefs are. You don't have to do that. You, you want to get to the point that you can build that. Same thing if you have a coordinator leave. You have an offensive coordinator leave. You know, the, the dream is you've got that next one on staff because you've given them those responsibilities uh, and trained them up. You, you, you talked about coaching up coaches. You know, that was kind of one of the big things I even talked about in my interview. You know, had a had an opportunity. They got invited to speak to all the, the principals in Mesquite. And I, I talked to them about, you know, being the, becoming a head coach or, or even an athletic director is a lot like being a principal. Your, your initial passion was coaching football, working with kids. But yeah. the, the, the higher up the ladder you get, the further you get from – the the kids the passion that really originally got into it and so how are you going to impact those kids in the same way through the people that are below you as far as assistant coaches you know we did our very first podcast very first one two six was with two basketball coaches that both moved up in our system right. and now they're both uh, on coaches. the cusp of going into the playoffs this year as right. head coaches it's kind of a neat uh, a neat way to, to connect all those dots yep for sure um and we are, we're already over forty minutes, believe That's it or okay. not. So um, I have, but we're being so interesting. We right are. Now. I think so. <laughs> super interesting. It's really interesting to me. <laughs> it no, is. Not really fast. We hadn't covered um, a breakfast cereal or ice cream yet. Fast. But. So we're 
We're, um, I have these two last questions before we do our little game. Did you have any that you wanted to get to before then? Well, gosh, Addison, I've got a whole bunch. I, I know you do. He sent me a list of super. Can you do like, a three-hour no podcast? Is that legal? <laughs> I did. What's the it's cutoff? It's legal. I actually figured by law, if we got to noon, y'all had to order pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I trying that's to figure a, out when that's I'm going to Hey, that's so. another topic for another subject. I know. I know one person that's excited about Reed's over here like, yes, Coach, you're my favorite. So this is kind of a segue from before because he talked about his in-laws and he's got an in-law who's who's not in the he's not a coach but it's similar and he's kind of a legend around these parts can you introduce us to because last night at the board meeting it was great uh there we had we reserved eight seats and our board board if you've seen the board readings lately in the COVID era mm-hmm. there's a seat over here and a couple right. of seats over here and they're all labeled uh coach brought his entourage with him his <laughs> parents with him and his his in-laws which is really neat just fed right into the forney family um but your father-in-law, Dennis Hart, longtime trainer, athletic trainer, and, and probably a mentor to a lot of athletic trainers in this area. Hall, hall, I've been to more Hall of Fame and Hall of Honor for athletic trainers for him. Than yeah. I didn't even know there was that many organizations. I'm um, glad he got to return so, the favor last night then when he at, came to the board yeah, meeting. A, absolutely. You know, we, joke, we, we jokingly say his membership card for a few of them must be like five. You know, yeah. he, he was the, the fifth member of that <laughs> uh, association. <laughs> But, uh, but, yes, he was the, the, the longtime athletic trainer at North Mesquite High School, was there for, you know, 32, 33-something years. Um, wow. Still works in the business. He's kind of a retire, rehire there in Mesquite ISD and does yeah. some things. He also works for a sports medicine clinic where he goes around and they become the team doctors for different schools. And so he goes and calls on those high schools, especially the smaller schools that may not have an athletic trainer. You know, people don't even realize there's some 2A, 3A high schools oh, yeah, that do sure. not have an athletic trainer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he really is, you know, uh, in fact, uh, one of the, uh, uh, David Bowden, one of the athletic trainers over at, uh, at Forney High, was one of his student trainers at North Mesquite. And that's uh, something. And there are more people around here that's like, oh, yeah, I was, I was one of Dennis's student trainers, or oh, I was one of Dennis's student trainers. Yeah. So, I um, saw him on sidelines at a North Forney game this year, and then I saw him at the board meeting last night. I said, you know, um, now I'm like, are you going to be scouting? I mean, yeah. you have to be careful. <laughs> That's but, true. You know, yeah. Okay, you're still welcome on both sidelines, but we're going to have to keep an eye yeah. on you. You make sure you don't have the, the uh, notepad yeah. out yeah. taking any notes. For Good sure. stuff. Um, so I'm going to move on to my last couple questions here. Get after it. Um, to the players that are listening to this right now, I know you got to meet them briefly. Um, what's kind of the message that you would tell them um, right now that are listening to this podcast? You know, I, I do things a little bit differently, just kind of to to kind of clue everybody in on, on how it went this morning. You know, uh, I told them up front I wanted about five minutes, and I just covered a couple things. This is who I am. This is what I expect. But we got plenty of time to talk about me later and my vision and all those things. Right now, we can't miss a day. You know, we we can't get one day. We we can't let another team get one day better than us because we decided mm-hmm. to shut down today and listen to Coach Fleener, uh, especially nowadays. Because let's be honest, after about fifteen minutes, you kids are going to start checking out. And yeah. but I have found you get a better evaluation of the players by just immediately. All right, there's a new guy here. You have a one hundred percent clean slate. How are you going to work on day one? How hard are you going to work? Mm-hmm. Told them the very minimum was they showed up. That was the minimum. Showing up, you're not going to get a pat on the back from me. It is what what work you put in. You know, you know the 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 big one that I, you know every kind of day this week. I'm going to give them a little bit of a of something that that's important to me. And today I told them, you know, uh, you know a want without a work is just a wish. You know, mm-hmm. you I want a million dollars too, but yeah. it, it's not just going to happen because you know you you've got to put that work in. And so, you know, the the biggest thing for anybody listening right now, if they've made it to 45 minutes in, uh, is you're, you're going to find a guy that, that is going to build his program on energy, on passion, on excitement. You know, we, we talk to him all the time about I want I want people in the stands. I want kids in the stands saying they can't go away to play jackrabbit football. I want kids from other teams saying they wish they could play on that team because they're having too much dang fun over there on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Because, if yes, we want to win games, and we, we've got all these important things that we want to do. But right now with high school kids, if they aren't having fun, there's too many other things yeah, you can go do. Right, that's right. And so, we, you know, we're going to love each other like a family. It doesn't mean I'm going to be their best friend. And they're going to they're understand that. I'm going to be their coach. I'm going to be a mentor and advisor. I'm going uh, to work them. I'm going to hold them accountable and keep them disciplined. But in, at the end of every day, they're going to know I love them. And, um, you know, I, I'm coming out here, did not know a single player on that team personally. And so 
you know, I know with the kids, it's hard to figure out how, you know, to trust adults right away and things like that. And I just wanted them to remember that I trusted with blind faith that we could build a program out here without knowing a single one of them. I needed them to have a little bit of blind faith in me. Um, most of them should be able to do some research on me and they can they can see that, it, that I do have a couple skins on the wall, luckily. Um, but but I, I had a great uh, time with them this morning. Uh, I was fired up to see uh, that the talent level was actually very impressed with how hard they worked and uh, had some great conversations with a couple of them. I, I, I don't remember any of their names yet um, because you can't recognize them by just their eyeballs. So this is going to be a little bit tougher. <laughs> Good point. Uh, I, I might go the old school method where you used to put the piece of tape on their helmet and write their name <laughs> on it. I, I, be, football. I, I remember doing that in middle school. <laughs> But, uh, you know, yeah. so I, I'm just excited to get back in there and uh, and and show them what it's going to take uh, to get this thing turned around. But, you know, uh, I won't knock on the table because I'm not supposed yeah. to knock on wood or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, the, the, again, the pieces of the puzzle are there. And uh, I, I see no reason in my mind why we don't go uh, really turn this thing around in year one and and make a, a serious run uh, at, at making the playoffs and, uh, you know, I think people are going to still think they're walking into maybe a little bit of the doormat the Jackrabbits have maybe been in the past, and they're going to be uh, very surprised. Mm-hmm. Well, Love it. Let's do it. That's good stuff. Uh, wait, yes, wait, indeed. wait. Yeah. He said he wished for a million dollars. If I wrote you a million yeah. dollar check for being on this podcast, yeah. what's the first thing you'd do with it? Oh, man. That, that's kind of more of an ozone question, isn't it? It is. Uh, yeah, we're coming uh, back I know around. What now. I would do with it. <laughs> well, is the right answer like donate it all to charity or wow. to the church well, or something like that? None of us I shouldn't would say resign, that. right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, invest it, you know. Yeah, yeah, actually, a million dollars that might cover my two kids' college education yep. by the time I make it to college. Yeah. So I'll probably just save it. He's gonna <laughs> save go. it, man. That's there smart. You go. That's um, good. Smart answer. Coach I'll get a leader. truck. Let me give me something. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, gotta get something. Yeah, come on, coach. Um, so another quick question. So you talked a lot about the on the field stuff. Let's mm-hmm. switch over to the off the field stuff. What do you want to say to parents right now about what you're gonna be doing with their with their kids? That I want them involved. Um, I, I think too many situations, too many communities you get into, and it's feels like the, the coach is pushing you away because they think you're going to it's about playing time and it's about this and it's about that mm. the, the the most successful programs that I've ever seen or ever been around uh, we are all in this thing together I uh, I have a standing rule I mean I know COVID concerns have kept this from happening but I have never had a closed practice before I've always uh, had open practices and, and just if parents want to come and, and stand on the outside of the fence and watch because I put it on my assistant coaches that you've got to be able to coach that kid hard and keep them accountable and be disciplined but also be able to justify anything you say or do mm-hmm. on the field with that kid as if their parent might be standing right behind you but I, I want this community to be behind this thing. I, I, I told them multiple times about how bad I wanted this job. I said, I want to be in downtown Dallas and just run into people with Jackrabbit gear because they are proud uh, of that program and feel like they're a part of it and feel like, you know, I want everybody to be able to kind of take ownership and pat themselves on the back when the Jackrabbits win because they played that part in it. And that's why I'll never put anything on a, on a, the chest of the jersey other than Jackrabbits because I want to make sure our football team understands they represent this entire town, this entire community, and, and we need to all be together on it. So all I'm going to tell them right now is, is come on, you know, be a part of what we're doing. Uh, support us in the house. Support us outside of here. You're probably my, my best person that pe- you know, people see in the grocery store. Hey, what do you think of that new coach? You know, I want them to be able to say good things, you know, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the other thing you get out of, of having that kind of a mindset is, you know, if, if there is a bad game or a bad call, you know, it, let me tell you, I'm going a, I'm to a make a bad call at some point, you know, and probably at least a couple of times a game. Mm-hmm. And, and believe me, I know that. But you've got to have those people that still believe in you because when those kids go home, that you don't want the message to be different at the house from what you're saying at the school. Good stuff. Great point. Well, there you go. I think you guys made a great decision. <laughs> Well, I wasn't in on the interviews, but if he's saying this stuff, I mean. Yeah. I had you at Office Fan, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, so now that we've got to know you, we're going to go into kind of a little game. We haven't done this before, but this is going to be a lightning round of questions. So, see, we even got sound effects even for got it. Wow. Nice, guys. Even got yeah. the we're working we're in the stepping our game up. Um, so we're going to get into this. Um, we don't need discussion, all that stuff. We're just going to get through. We're going to get to know you super fast here. All okay. right. 
Um, some of them have to do with coaching. Some of them don't have anything to do with coaching. So okay. just, you know, we'll, we'll keep you on your toes. All right, so we'll get started with this. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, there's one at Baskin Robbins called Daiquiri Ice that I love. Favorite movie? Ooh, uh, that's a hard one for me, but uh, Braveheart and Tombstone are going to be up at the top. Okay, Good there stuff. we go. There we go. Um, dogs or cats? Dogs. Only answer. Mountains or beach? Beach. Okay. Favorite pro football team? Green Bay Packers. Really? Wow. Okay, we could talk about that. But and the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Long-time Green Bay Packers fan. Follow-up question, you're a San Antonio guy. Are you a Spurs fan? Absolutely. Okay, I'll forgive you for that because of the movie choices, but if it, if you had said something else, I wouldn't do it. I know this is a lightning round, but it's a lot easier being a Spurs fan in Dallas than it is to be a Dallas fan in San Antonio. I can promise that, you that. I, I could see that. I could see that, too. For sure. Um, favorite genre of music? I love it all. I wish okay. I could say that, but uh, you know, if you if you catch me cooking uh, brunch on Sunday mornings, I've got uh, James Taylor, The Temptation. I'm an old soul on that, but I, you know, we've got classic classic hip hop on Wednesdays. We usually had two step Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. We had hard rock <laughs> on Mondays. I mean, we want to listen to it all. I'm stuck on the. Uh, I'm stuck on the. You cook. Love cook. <laughs> Here we go. All right. But James Taylor and Temptations. I'm loving all these answers. Yep. Um, What's the square root of 177? Uh, that would be about 13.3. Okay. He's a math teacher. He was a math, a math teacher. teacher? Okay. Because I just put this in here just to kind of see. I was going to do a harder one because well, I got, wanted to you, see. You got but, 169 is 13. You got yeah. 196 is 14. Got to be somewhere at 13.3, okay, 13.4. There we go. Somewhere there. I really did it just to <laughs> see. Good I, I was actually on the UIL math. You were uh, a mathlete? I was a number sense guy. And for those people that know that, number sense. Um, if you weren't a coach, what would you do? Man, go live on a beach. You got me. You got me on the beach right now. <laughs> well, he still wants that million dollars. He's gonna, he already said he's like going to resign that. if I so, give him a million dollar check. That's right. <laughs> I'm loving that beach. Uh, yeah. Favorite Ninja Turtle? Oh, Michelangelo. Okay. I'm a Leonardo guy, but it's all good. You you named one, so I'm happy. Um, <laughs> have you ever cried in a movie? Yes. What movie? Oh man, sports movies get me. Okay. Sports movies get me. So you probably know. Rudy. Oh uh, now I've got a. If we've got time, Go I am it. actually not a Rudy fan. Okay. Oh. Uh, but Uh-oh. it's a it's a really funny story. She looks so. broken hearted. I mean, Look so. at her face, yeah. Coach. Yeah. It's Rudy. Well, it's part Rudy. of it is very 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 loosely. It's, uh, it's true. a true story though. True ish. True ish. You know that you know the, we want to believe it, don't the we? The people from those days said that they carried him off the field as like a joke. Like it was. <laughs> Don't ruin my dream. You'll never yeah, watch it the so. same yeah. way again. Yeah. You just well, ruined see, Rudy for everybody. As, well, as a, this wow, is going to sound awful, but as a football coach, and yeah. I never, I liked Rudy, and I had a guy explain it, a coach explain it to me like this. He said, you know that kid that is like in the game that's asking you to go in and he's just <laughs> he's not a very good football player and he just anti- why am I not playing why am I not this? he goes that just gives all of those kids hope <laughs> and I was like oh, that's the worst thing I've ever <laughs> heard but he, move he, on he, to he, the next question yes. Addison before we get so before we get you in trouble yeah. um, she uh, just struck and uh, it struck Rudy oh, yes it did it's not a bad move but I didn't cry at Rudy okay what what sport would you coach if not football Baseball. Baseball. A favorite holiday? I'm a Christmas guy. Okay. Love Christmas. Favorite TV show? I like The Office. Of course, now there, there's not really TV shows. Just there's finished not. up watching Yellowstone over the break. Okay. Really, really enjoyed that. That's so. a, I've been hearing good things about it. I'll have to watch it. Um, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> no. No, okay. Um, if you could eat lunch with one celebrity, who would it be? Uh, one celebrity. Kevin Costner. Okay. Um, last one. Are you ready to be a Forney Jackrabbit? Absolutely. RDM. Yes, you are. Day. That's a good Yes, point. you are. The contract is, is signed. Well, right? no, it's not. No, it's, it's not. not. Official first okay. day is yep. Monday the 16th. Okay. So he's already working we'll overtime. You You're putting in, there putting we in go. the extra work early. And, and for and for, uh, for all the, the, the long-time Forney Jackrabbits, one thing they need to understand I love that it's a jackrabbit. I love that yes. it's unique. I love that it's original. Uh, that thing is going to be on it, every single thing that I have that that needs mm-hmm. to put be embroidered as we're putting the we call it the flying F. Yes, the flying F. The, yes, sir. Oh, I love it. Which I love is it. I'd never understood why, but it's always been that. So we're not going to 
change why hey. it's the flying F. I mean, it's a rabbit. We love it. But we love I love it. it. I, I know you're a little you know, I'm, Jack I'm, Rabbit. No, no. A hair. I am a, yes. And I'm a logo guy. I'm a mascot guy. I do a lot of the like design work for like things like that. So um, I want to, I've been trying to go back and consolidate and digitize our old Jackrabbit logo so we can use them on stuff. It's super hard. So this is actually a call to action for our listeners. Wow. If you are a, an old Forney person, I need old Jackrabbit logos, specifically the original roid rabbit, as we call them. It's the buff jackrabbit with the long ears that flow down the back. I need that. Why need is he called a roid rabbit? Because he's super buff. <laughs> Maybe he just works out. I that, mean. That's true, I guess. I've never Gosh. seen a rabbit get there without some help. The naturally though. muscular rabbit. Yes, yeah. the naturally muscular rabbit. I need that. And I need all the four neat logos so that I can digitize them. So send that's them into project. us. It's a cool project. Yes. So. Um, Good Good luck with that. Well, Addison. would it be as good as the uh, the logo that you sent me the other day when probably I asked not. for it? Addison probably hasn't oh, seen that. Yeah. So I, I asked. Is uh, it bad? I asked Coach Weaver to send me a copy of the logo, and he sent me a screenshot of maybe like a yearbook or program <laughs> yeah, from it was about a student, 1976. Like a student directory from '88. Uh, the ears were a little droopy. Uh, yeah, it was a little sad. Yeah. I'm going to need to see that some real problems. because I want to yeah. scan it them all. It was a joke, of course. I emailed right. him a real flying <laughs> right. so he could go out and get work on that. But yes, we have to get all those. There's some out there that mm-hmm. if we don't put them in the logo log, you know, for, yeah, for the okay. purposes of history, <laughs> probably be okay. It'll be all right. Um, so that is all I have for Coach. Are y'all good? Are we? Yeah. Do we feel like we know him well enough to, to send him out the into one 40? hour mark? We have yeah. hit the one we hour mark. We just set a record we, for the we one We scratched the surface. Yes, yes. So there will be plenty of time, as Coach said. You know, reach out. The district is always wanting you know input from the community and talk from the community. So um, y'all reach out. But Coach, thank you so much for coming on the show. We we. Really enjoyed talking to you and just getting to know you a little bit better. No, I appreciate it. This is this has been awesome. I appreciate everything y'all are doing. Hopefully, I'll get invited back. And uh, yes. just now, now that we have set a record, no matter how this next season goes, will you still refer to me as record-setting head yes, coach? You are Jeff Fleener. All right. <laughs> Nobody be. has to know for, what for, record it was. No, it, they don't. <laughs> it's probably going to be a hard record to break. It is <laughs> the one-hour version. It we is. Can, should we sing the uh, Smurfs theme song? To uh, close out the podcast. If y'all know Anyone? it, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear the Smurf the theme mobs. song. Yes. La, 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 That's all it is? I'm not a Smurf fan. Okay. Reed Good is stuff. Reed is cringing over here. And speaking <laughs> Reed of Reed. doesn't even know what a Smurf is. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Uh, Reed, you were going to look stop some like, Pokemon I'm, on me or something, yeah. weren't you? you yeah, know? yeah Fairly odd parent or something. Yes. So speaking of Reed, now it's time for us to move over to our Around Town. So we just like to say one more thank you, um, and let's get over to Around Town. And so we're doing something different this week for Around Town. We're like, we like split it in half. Mm-hmm. So now we have a Forney Insider, which is me, Reed. And now we have a North Forney Falcon Insider, Cameron Rideau. How are you doing? Disclaimer, Cameron does go to Forney, but he's yes. a virtual student who's here. So he's got inside sources um, at North Forney. Yeah. And we're going to be hearing from different athletes from mm-hmm. each team and, and all that stuff. That is going to really be starting next week because I... I sprung this on the guys today. Yeah. So that's going to be morning, starting. Uh, we're watching the class. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be starting next week. We'll have a little bit more inside information. But um, for now, we do have the same stuff that we always have on Around Town. Yeah. So, Reed, take it away. So, for the uh, Forney side, uh, both basketball teams, girls and boys, both with Poteet on February 9th. And it's also their last game of the year. And so, like Coach Weaver said, uh, they win it, they can go to playoffs, right? Mm hmm. So, yeah, so it's probably – it's a really big game for them in the face yes. Poteet. So. I think they play tonight is what they he do. said against yes. Crandall, and then they have Poteet on Friday, you said? 2-9, they play – Oh, they have Poteet tonight. That's mm-hmm. right. They're playing against Poteet away from home tonight. Uh-huh. And then they have – I think they have one more game, he said. I think they have Crandall. Oh, okay. Um, I think they had two games left. But either way, they got to win one of yeah. them. And if they win both of them, they're in. So go support the Jackrabbits. Yep. And then uh, baseball and softball, it's a new sport that is starting up right now. Uh, so baseball, they play Lindell for their first non-district, gra- non-district game on February 20th. It's just a scrimmage. So it's just their first game. And you are the cool. insider for, for baseball, correct? Yes. Because right? you I have are. multiple baseball contacts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so for softball, uh, they play Rockwall in a scrimmage on February 9th, which is today. So go support them at Rockwall. 
and then soccer. They both play Greenville on February 9th. And the, the boys' team, they tied against Crandall, nothing, nothing. And then the girls won against Crandall 12 to 1. Wow. So 12 yeah. to 1. If you haven't gotten to see that Forney Jackrabbit girls soccer team, check them out. We had Coach Williamson on the show a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that team is always exciting. Every year it seems like they're scoring yeah. a ton of goals. So, uh, they usually are. So, yeah, go support them. And that is it for Forney. So we're going to pass it over to the new member of the 126 team, Cameron Rideau. What's up, Cameron? So for basketball, um, we have boys basketball. They lost uh, Friday against Highland Park, 58-45. to Their next game is on February the 12th against Greenville. Uh, the girls as well, the girls team as well, they lost to Highland Park, 47-40. to uh, Their next game is going to be on the 11th against Clayroom. Um, the baseball and softball. For North Forney, um, baseball, they have a tournament on the 25th against Wilson High School. And softball has a tournament on the 15th against Rockwall Heath. So we're excited for those games. Okay, and then we got girls soccer. Um, they they lost against Highland Park, but their next game is going to be uh, today against Roy City. And then we have boys soccer. Boys soccer had a draw against Highland Park. Uh, one-to-one. Their next game is going to be on the 16th against Greenville. And I believe we already talked about track and how their game got – not their, their track means getting canceled. Yes, I think that that – you will need to check the um, athletic websites for details on track. Yeah. Um, we had some or Falcon or, Athletics. Or Go Falcon Athletics, yes, because we had some uh, we had some mix-ups there. So we don't want to – we don't want to – you know, break the news on anything with track today since we're still kind of waiting to hear some of that stuff as well. Um, good to hear from you guys. North Forney girls are playing a playoff game against Cleburne, so that's one to keep your eye on. And then the North Forney boys getting that draw against Highland Park was uh, was pretty big. Highland Park is always a really, really tough soccer matchup. Yeah. So um, good things going on all across the district. And that is all that we have for you today. Sorry the episode was so long, but it was entertaining. You got to know a new head coach. So thank you for listening all the way through. That is it for us today. We'll see you all next Tuesday.